Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of So Important. A couple months ago, I had the opportunity to see a Nashville-based band that hailed from Cuba called the Sweet Lizzie Project. I saw them at a house concert with just about a hundred other fortunate individuals. I didn't know anything about the band, but I did a little bit of research, and I had a strong feeling that this was a band I needed to see, and they did not disappoint. The band's sound is like no other. The Cuban influence is subtle, but felt throughout the music, which ranges from beautiful ballads to full-throttle, country-tinged rock and roll, with even a little Pink Floyd thrown in. The band is first-rate, and their lead singer, Lisette Diaz, paints a compelling figure as she leads the band through their paces. Lisette's voice is uniquely her own, always powerful, and as the music requires, soulful, sultry, and evocative of the best singers of our generation. It is hard not to notice the quality of the music of this band, led by their guitarist, Miguel Comas. He is also the producer of their music. And Lisette and Miguel are with us today. There's a link to the band's album entitled Heaven in the show notes. It is highly recommended, and if you get a chance to see the band, make sure you do. But enough of that. Let's welcome our guests, Miguel Comas and Lisette Diaz, to the show. So, Lisette and Miguel, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having us, and thank you so much for that introduction. That was great. Oh, it's my pleasure. And Lisette and Miguel, why don't you tell folks a little bit about your band? I'm interested in how you came together, how long you've been playing, and what guides your music. The band started like six years ago. We were in Cuba, and I was studying biochemistry and molecular biology, which was what I studied at the University of Havana. I started writing my own songs. I mean, I had no dreams or <laughs> any expectations about it. I just um, had some things in my head and I wanted to talk about it. And um, I met Miguel and uh, he also had some songs. So we decided to put this record together which was the first record of not the band it was just me and it was a surprise how how, how well that 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 went like people loved it and and it was nominated to this uh, important festival in Cuba it was like hey you should do this maybe you should start doing this for a living or something and one thing led to another and I mean, some people wanted us to play those songs and we didn't have a band. So we put this band together and we started playing. It was not easy at first because I always wanted to play like this rock and roll or music that doesn't sound like Cuban music and in English for some reason. I don't know. Again, I had no 
expectations with my music. So I, I, I didn't care if, if people were going to like it or not. I was just doing what I wanted. So that was really hard in Cuba because the Cuban government doesn't support this kind of projects. They support traditional Cuban music, like other genres or music more Cuban. One of the things that's striking about your performance is that uh, it is in English and it is a very American style of music. And it's interesting to hear how that was, how the Cuban government responded to that. They basically ignored us for uh, a few years until they uh, couldn't do it anymore because people were going to our presentations and, and the music was out. Like the first record, Heaven, was coming out and people were, you know, people were responding to our music. And we put out this video, turn up the radio. That was massive. Like the entire country was talking about it and listening to uh, Sweet Lizzie Project. So eventually they were like, all right, so you guys are banned. And <laughs> they had to accept us eventually but yeah it was it was really hard yeah i can imagine and and there's something very compelling about that video i'm wondering why is it that that video is so fascinating to watch we did this song because the songwriter um the semer bueno who is a cuban guy who wrote this song Subeme la radio with enrique iglesias he's a friend of mine and he told us that it would be interesting if we could do this English version of the song. I thought that maybe he could use it and sing it with another artist, an American artist or whoever. And then he was like, hey, I love the song. I love this version. You should do a video and 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 give it to me and I'll post it on my social media. So we were like, oh, my God, we have to make a video. We don't have any money. How are we going to do it? <laughs> and this is not even the kind of music we make because, I mean, Turn Off the Radio is, is okay, but the, the original song, Suema La Radio, is a reggaeton song. And we don't do that <laughs> for so many reasons. <laughs> but Turn Off the Radio just happened and, and we really could use that exposure. Like if, if that guy could um, share this video on his social media, that would be great for the band. So we made the video and we were like, how can we make it interesting without any like super special effects or, or, or money? So we decided that we wanted to play the song live. So there's no studio version of this song, but you can hear uh, on the video, it was what happened there. We actually recorded the song there. So I think that's what makes it special that we're, we're actually singing and playing drums and, and, and playing guitars. And it's just one shot. So at one point you made the decision you were going to leave Cuba. And my understanding is you were one of the last to receive a work visa. Is that correct? PBS went to Cuba and they filmed this um, special show called The Havana Time Machine. And Raul Malo, was the host of the show and the Mavericks were the headliners. So, um, Sweet Lizzie Project was picked by the producers of the, of the show to be part of it because they were looking for the different, um, shades of the Cuban music, like the, the real scenario. And they found us. And of course, we're weird. We're weird in Cuba. And they were really um, impressed by the fact that we were able to do uh, so much with so little. I mean, we were recording at this really small apartment and, and they liked the music. So that's how we met. And that's how we met Raul Malo. 
So uh, he was starting this record label, Monomundo Recordings, and he thought it would be a great idea if we were part of it. And of course, just like I said, we didn't have support from the um, Cuban government, which means that no record label was going to be interested in, in our music. So that was a huge opportunity. And, and we really liked the, the Mavericks music and, and the fact that Raul Malo is half Cuban. So communication was never an issue. The, the band loved it. Uh, my wife and I are, are big fans of Raul Malo and uh, the Mavericks. And really? I love the connection. And I think it's so interesting to hear how that got started. And it's still going on. You're still working with him. And you just uh, did a song with him, if I recall. It started that day when he said, would you, would you like to come to the States? And, and record your next album with us. And we were like, fuck yeah, where is we're going. But the problem was that, that Trump just shut down the, the embassy, the, the American embassy in, in Cuba. So we had a really hard time trying to get our visas to, to come here. We, we, we did it, but it was super hard. Like our friends at the embassy that day <laughs> opened the, the, the American embassy just for us. Because it was it was closed. If I recall that you were literally among the last to get the work visa. Yes, we were the last. They, I, I'm telling you, they opened the embassy that day just for us. <laughs> and uh, Raul Malo, he's really played a role in mentoring your band and helping you get exposure in the United States, hasn't he? He has helped us in so many ways, like personally and 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 professionally. He's 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 been a boss, of course, but also a friend. Yeah, and and his musical guidance is is very 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 uh, valuable. Something yeah. that we appreciate a lot. I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit about the album. Maybe Miguel would like to comment and about how you translate that into the live performance and what kind of reception you're getting as you tour the United States. When I came here, I was worried about it because, I mean, Cuba people love their music, but it's different because they don't really speak English. Sometimes they just, they like the music, but they're not listening to the lyrics. And when we got here, I was like, what if people don't like it? So I was kind of scared because I was talking to people in their language <laughs> and singing in English. And the reaction was, oh, has always been so, so great. I think it's also because of our energy on stage. Like when I'm there, when we are there, I'm not really thinking of any other thing. I'm, I'm really into my songs and, and trying to, and trying to send a message. So maybe that's why, but yeah, definitely the, the, musical part even when i wrote most of the songs miguel has always he, he has a magical touch like whatever he touches is it's it just it becomes something else he's right here and he's gonna talk about the album heaven hello hello miguel how are you doing great well thank you for joining us we were talking about the album and I uh, yeah. wanted to get your perspective on that and talking about performing live and all the energy that you bring to it and your craftsmanship that you bring to the music. And I uh, just wanted to hear your perspective on some of these things. Uh, okay, great. Uh, you talk about the new album or the first album? Well, we were talking about Heaven. Is there a new okay. album coming? Actually, yes. Heaven was like the like the beginning of everything for us. It took us a little time to finish it. Like we spent like almost two years doing that record, you know, with all the no internet in Cuba. We were mixing here in the U.S. and mastering here. We love that record. It has so so many elements. It's, it's kind of different of different of what we do now. I think it's more like a songwriter record. And I guess in the new one, you can feel more the band concept of it. It have a lot of 
influences and different sounds. I, th I think in Cuba and people that have bought it like it too. It's not like this super commercial record, you know, it's more like sit down and listen record. It's terrific. And when you talk about your influences, who, who would you say are your influences and what can people expect on that new record that might be a little different from Heaven? Yeah, actually, Heaven came out, I think, in 2015. From then, now, we have played a bunch of shows, write so many new songs. We have new elements. We got some change in the band, too, that changed the sound a little bit, too. We, we wanted to make this more rock and roll album, like more, with more influence of classic rock. And I think, I think this is what Technicolor is about. Is that's the name of the new album? Technicolor? Yeah. You know, and, and we talk about more social things. Heaven was more like personal, uh, romantic experience. And this one is have, have that too. You don't lose that because you always have to think about love, but different. The sound is different. Of course, because we recorded here in Nashville, half of the record. We came to the U.S. with this record done in Cuba and we liked it. And even Nico Bolas, that was the engineer. That worked with us on the record. He loved the, those, but we had the chance to record some, some days at Blackbeard Studios. And we, we wanted to add like three, three or four songs that we wrote here. So the record just got bigger. And then Nico mixed it. It sounds huge. And we love that. The first single just came out. It was a song with the Mavericks. The Flower in the Seed. That's gonna, yeah. That's going to be part of the record. Well, if the if the whole record is as good as that song, it's going to be a great record. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. The Cuban influence. Lisette was talking about how it's not a big part of the music, but to me it's still there. Do you feel that that's a part of the overall sound that you're that you feel is important to make sure continues as you develop your music? From a lot of people that's not evidence because they when you talk about Cuban music, they want to hear horns and salsa. But to people that really understand the music that we do, definitely they hear Cuban influence on it. That's something we cannot deny. We have it. We have that Cuban flavor on everything we do. How would you describe that Cuban influence? We got so many influence, like from all old school Cuban uh, music. And you can feel it, you know, it's like we, we, we made a song on, on the record that called Mess Around. It has a Cuban percussion, half a, like a Cuban piano in the back. Perhaps you can hear the blues guitar on it, but it has that thing going on there too. And even if we want to play like the more rock and roll stuff, it's always going to be there, you know? We're just never going to play like if we are not Cubans, you know? Well, I, I appreciate you you sharing that with me. And I think that's really important. And that's something that makes you guys yeah. really special as a band. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. It sounds like you guys are uh, forging ahead and it sounds like things are looking very good for you guys. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's been really, really hard for us, um, because it's, it's a lot of work to record an album and, and put it out. But also we've been away from home like a really long time. It's a year and a half now since we came from Cuba. So that, that adds some personal feelings. Sure. Like you, ha some, you have some, some, some days you you feel really sad and and still you have to get up and work and 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 keep going right but yeah it's 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 been really hard and we've been trying to do both things like 
recording and and finishing the the record but also going out of nashville and and tour because that's what we do but also because we're still like tourists here so every time we go to different state it's like going to a completely different country And that's something I love about the States. And it's the fact that every place you go, like every state is, is different and it has something special. So we, we, we love touring. Recently, we bought this old minivan and we've been um, hitting the road. It, and, and a lot of people are enjoying your music. I promise you that. It, it's really great <laughs> to hear the background, though, and to hear what the, the challenges that you have as you try to do this in a brand new culture. That's, uh, that's not easy to do. We're, we're trying. And, and, and getting used to it, like getting used to people and, and politics and everything's different. But it's been a great, great experience. I think for an artist is, it's very important to, to go out and, 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 and know other, other people, other cultures. I, I think you can use all that to create, in our case, to make music. But, um, we've met so many talented and incredible musicians. And I hope that We learned something and that we are actually able to incorporate that to our music. I would like to thank you and Miguel for joining me. Anything you want to add? Well, I always like to thank all the people that we've, that we've met and all the people that have, um, helped us, especially Betty Malo. She's our manager and, and she's Raul, Raul's wife. She's been our mom. She's been our friend. Every single thing. She was like a dog. She's great. So thank okay. you. Well, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate it. And I think that's it. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for talking with us well, <laughs> and listening to our story. Well, thank you, Lizette and Miguel, for sharing your story with us. That, my friends, is a truly compelling and ongoing story of perseverance, commitment, and belief in your art. You don't hear a story like that too often. The last artists to get a visa to work outside of Cuba. Amazing. Well, here's where I usually suggest that you give the show a good rating on iTunes, share with your friends, all of those things. But you know, if that story, if the opportunity to hear from such compelling individuals such as Lizette and Miguel doesn't inspire you, there's probably not a whole lot I can say. So let's keep the focus on the Sweet Lizzie Project and their truly unique and wonderful music. I've got a treat for you. I'm going to play a special song to take us out, a collaboration between the Sweet Lizzie Project and Raul Malo and the Mavericks. The song is entitled The Flowers in the Seed, and on the video that accompanies the song, there's a little blurb that says, In April of 2018, The two bands collaborated to record the song The Flowers in the Seed at Blackbird Studio, Nashville, Tennessee. Once again, music and art are shown to break through any border. Great words, inspiring words, and exactly right, and worth thinking about as we listen to this wonderful tune. Thank you, Lizette and Miguel, and thank you 